As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. What's up, fans? Welcome to episode six, Untapped Keg Sports, for now. How you doing there, Mons? I'm good. I'm alive and well. Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? I'm really good. I'm, um, yeah, it was a really good week of work. I was talking to my coworker about that. It's like, I don't know what it was, but. I got a, I got up in the bucket a lot this week. That helps because I really really enjoy being and doing the work. So yeah, that's good. That's good. I see in your in your reflection reflection of your glasses. You got a ring, a ring light. Yeah, yeah. Look a little different. Look a little different. You really see the the silver fox in the beard now. Right. Absolutely. So what is up? I want to get right into it. I do I too. Right because it. I tell you what. I'll get right into it. I tell you what. That game was stolen from us. It was stolen. The fix was in from the very beginning. The FCF is against the Wild Aces because they know we're the most dominant team in the league, and they got to give everybody else a chance. That's what I know. That's what I know. That game was not fixed. Um, The the fix was in. You guys just don't don't know how to close. That's just what it is. Mm. You guys do not know. Close. Mm. You guys just don't know how to close. That's that's just what it is. The Glacier boys know how to close out games. Why? Because we got ice in our veins. That's why ice in our veins. Is that ice in our next ice in our? Is that why you were frozen in your shoes when you played us in the first week? That game wasn't even close. It was only close because you scored like right at the end of the game. That's how you know. What's up, Dan? The man. That's how you know you're a little nervous. You you got to go back to the first week. We're past the first week. Past the first week, we learned from the first week and then came back and beat y'all. Wait, no, we didn't. No, no, we lost to y'all. We have not played y'all again yet. You beat the Zappers. Congratulations, you beat the team that's owned two. Whose quarterback <laughs> is so oh out of shape two. that he's already getting surgery because he ran too much? 
Dan the man. What's going on, Dan? Dan the man. Good to see you. Good to see you. But yeah, some FCF football, though. Okay, yeah. So obviously, RJ is the Wild Aces. I am the Glacier Boys. The Glacier Boys are one and one. The Wild Aces are one and one as well. So as much trash talking as he's going to bring today, just remember the record is one and one for both. Just remember that if the game was called fairly, we would be 2-0, and and everybody else would be behind us. The FCF's just jealous because we come out the boot, and we have, you know, uh, seven-tenths of the fans in this league. We have... We have all the personality. Like, if it wasn't for us, the Glacier Boys, they'd be a wet noodle. But we are the sauce that wets that noodle so that now there's a little bit of flavor there. We brought the juice. What happened? We brought that. What happened? What do you mean, what brought? What, what happened? happened? What happened last week? We got to talk to the commissioner. We got to talk to him. We got to ask him, why is the fix in? Why is there an interception that's clearly an interception that's called a drop? Oh, we're talking. Oh, we're talking FCF. I thought you were talking about the Packers, because uh, you know, it's about the same, same, the same bell. The bell is split. It's Packers, wow, cases, and they just freaking ring it. That's all you guys do. Up oh, refs, up oh, commissioner screwed us. Up, oh, just ring it. We're not the Patriots. <laughs> so, Glacier boys. Play the zapper. So again, FCF football. We're talking just four teams. So it's quick. I believe it's called the zippers. (laughs) The zappers. Uh, And quick turnaround. So first week, Glacier Boys played Wild Aces. We did fall short. We did fall short. Second week, this past Saturday, we played the zappers. Zappers is the team that Johnny Menzel is the quarterback at. And um, we won. And we won. We won. Um, it was a very exciting game, actually. And I, I, honestly, I'm just really glad to see that we turned it around. I mean, in, in, in a league like this, I mean, you could be you could be the Zappers. You can come out 0-2 and, and, and just chalk it up and say, oh, it's just a new league. We're still trying to just find ourselves. No, screw that. We're coming out the gate. We're 1-1. Um, lost to a good team. I'll give it to you. Wild Aces are a good team. In my honest opinion, if I had to rank the league right now, number one would be the Beasts. Two, number I'm one would be the Wild Aces. Two would be no. the beasts with an asterisk. <laughs> I'd give it to the beasts for one, but I honestly would. I, I think it's a tie. I, I, I'm going to lean with the Glacier Boys as number two, though. I'm leaning with the Glacier Boys as number two, and then you guys number three, Zappers fourth. But we turned around after our first loss. We we came out the gate of the season zero and one. Turned it around and played the Zappers this past week and came out with a victory, an exciting one. What happened to the Aces, though? That, an exciting like, victory. Man. What happened to the Aces? Like, the last, like... Got trashed. Got trashed. Seconds of the game? There was, like... So, what happened was, there was an escape at the zoo, and zebras ran across the field, and then they stole the game from us, and it was like, what, what, what just happened? And they're like, I'm sorry, the game's over. That's how it had to be. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yo, knee brace, what's up? Good to see you, knee brace. Good to see you. Good to see you. You running some, uh, oh, doing a little little nightmares two race there. Yeah, that's a pretty entertaining game. I had nightmares last night, but we won't. We don't need to talk about it. Who do you guys have this weekend? The Zippers, Johnny Manziel. Exactly. Jo- so, on a serious note, 
Both games were extremely competitive this week. They were. They it were. was a a lot quicker pace to the games. Um, I thought I thought they did a better job with the camera angles, but they still need to work on it a little bit. Yeah, I'm be honest. I'm not too fond of the drone. I think it's a cool look. I think it's yeah. a cool little extra, but they haven't mastered it. Yet. We needed to see some more helmet cams too. Like we saw some pretty cool yeah. ones, but we need to see that more. Um, I agree. I really the football was good. Like it was good football. I would love to see some more defensive plays. Um <sighs> more defensive plays. I, I I see I'm I'm right there with you when the football's it, again, we're talking fan control football league. We're talking a football league's first year with only four teams and only two weeks in. And we've seen a huge improvement from week one to week two. Week one, I'll be honest. Week one, I was like, yo, this is entertaining, but I don't know if this league is going to make it. Now, do I think, you know, obviously just watching them two times now, do I think there's a huge, a major difference? Not necessarily, but there was a slight difference. I I, I liked the speed of the game week two. It, it, if you watched both weeks, you'd most definitely noticed it. And the, speed of the, game was the, different. F- the fact that they were able to adapt and roll with the punches so yeah. well is speaks very highly to the league. Um, I was in on the uh, uh, draft last night, and they do such a good job. Like, So they have the drills beforehand okay, so that fans can watch, and then that usually affects how people are they're played but like they have these power plays too which came into effect last week that we didn't notice the first week where an offense can have a power play so if the a quarterback and a um skill position player they score the most points in like the one-on-one drills they get power plays so if the quarterback runs it the defense gets one less defender until there's a stop or (laughs) a score power play which is really cool yeah i mean yeah. So like, you know, it's like a power up thing. Um Yeah. It's Yeah, I I really enjoy it. Like, I don't know what the defense, I can't remember what the defensive power play is, but there's another one where the coaches get to pick a play, so yes. you yep. might see some more strategic play calling like in and it's just one play, which is cool. I like it. It's an entertaining league and I, like we always said, uh, coming in we were we were a little hesitant on it. Uh, well, no, no, not necessarily hesitant. Either way, we were going to be on board with it. But I guess coming in, we we didn't know what to expect. You know, you know, you never know what to, what to expect when there's another league coming out in on American soil that that's football. Um, the NFL obviously has just you know grown to where it's at now, to where there's there's no competition um, for another league to to be on their level. So we didn't know what to expect, but it's but it's but it's, yeah. it's some good football. It's some good football, and you're giving these guys a chance to get some tape. Definitely, some definitely. There's been, dude, that, um, the Glacier Andrew kids, Daniel? the Glacier Glacier kids, and the Zippers. There were some big catches in that and game. Zippers, <laughs> like the uh, Travis Toyvanen, Toyvanen, dude had like two one-handed catches, like deep down the field, like oh, yeah. twisting his body. That was, it was pretty sweet. But we're at week three. There's been three franchise tags used. So there's a yeah. third-person franchise tag. What they're doing there is come playoff time. So there's going to be one more week after this. 
it's the fourth week, and then it's to the playoffs. So come playoff time, so, you're four. Basically, you're starting for your core four are franchise players, and then you'll still wait, redraft. Wait, say that again. So how long is the regular season? Just four weeks? Four weeks. Oh, wow. So basically what this, this is is ba- uh, kind of like an experimental season, and then next year they'll have a full season. Hopefully next oh, wow. year they won't have to deal with COVID. Everybody will have vaccines. And um, you think they're going to expand? You think I think come I think they'll add teams? a few teams. I think if it's been successful enough, you could have six to eight teams. I would not go above eight, though. Right. Um, I would like to see a little bit more commitment from the other owners. You don't see a lot of tweets coming from the other owners. Like that's the one thing about the Wild Aces is every single owner tweets about the Wild Aces. Yeah. You don't see that as much. You don't see Quavo. You don't see Richard Sherman. You don't see, honestly, don't Marshawn Lynch. None of them. They don't care. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that, but I'm going to. That's the way it comes off. It is. It is. Like when Richard Sherman hopped on last. Uh, it was two weeks ago. It was week one. He wasn't there last week. week. Oh yeah, we, when week one when he hopped on, it, and again, I don't know what's going on in Richard Sherman's life. I don't know anything. I'm just going off of just what I saw. Uh, it just appeared as if, yeah, he wasn't. I'm just gonna be honest. If I'm the owner of a fan control football team, like majority owner, you know, obviously Quavo and Richard Sherman are in, in destroying of the Glacier Boys are like majority owners. Seems like if you're gonna hop on and, and do an interview, you'd be you know you ought to have some Glacier Boy uniform on. I, I would be maybe sitting down in front of a television, like okay, I'm actually watching. Now he seemed like he was like leaning over a counter, and and I don't know, you know, what I mean, I don't want to look too much into it, and I'm not gonna sit here and speak poorly about that. I I was just expecting more. be entertaining, you know, yeah, come yeah. and I'll- come and talk <laughs> some junk because that's what's that's what was set up with this league. Everybody was talking yeah. junk. Talk jokes. Who cares more. if you lose? Like, have some fun. They've shown with like their celebrations and like every time someone gets drafted, there's smoke. They come out to uh, the song that they select, and you know they they have cool entrances. Like, right? This they're going for that WWE vibe. A little bit less, a little bit more rules. Like, yeah, it's actually like. Uh, Playing out in front of us, it's not like it's predetermined, but there's no scripts. But yeah, it's just it's fun. Like that's what mm-hmm. they need is to be fun and entertain people. And that's what they I need agree. from Quavo. That's what they need from Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. I feel like they gotta go above and beyond. They gotta they gotta do some off the wall wild stuff. They just I do. recommend looking up the interview with Greg Miller last night on that draft because <laughs> boy, nobody got the shtick. Uh, who was talking about it. the the main announcer? He got it, but Ray Austin, co-founder of the FCF, he he was taking stuff personal. It's like, dude, he's not being serious. Like when he talks about the league, that's when he's being serious. And you could tell, you could see the switch when he's acting and when he goes back into his normal personality. And uh, that dude's an entertainer, and that's I mean funny. that's why I like his content so much. I like all their content over at Kind of Funny. So that's funny stuff. That you know, pun intended. So the mm, the FCF so so again, kind of funny is a podcast that you've been listening to for what 
so it's 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 like a channel. It's like a broadcast channel. They do YouTube, Twitch, mm-hmm. but I started listening to their podcasts. Yeah, they've grown quite a bit. Um, they own they own Wild Aces. Yes, Greg Miller is their CEO. He's like he has their most followers. He has over a million followers. I think he's like pretty close to a million and a half, if not two million. Yeah. And uh, he's famous in you know video game circles. Everybody knows who. Greg Miller is, but he's just, he's, people know him outside of video game circles too. People know him from DC. He's a huge Batman um, fan. He's very uh, uh, boisterous. <laughs> he's he's pretty loud, but he's just fun. He's just fun. <clears throat> That's good. I mean, I think that like, like we always talk about, that's what they, that's what they need. That's what, that's what the league needs, and the league because because okay, the NFL is is a very entertaining league, but for the players, and no, it's obviously entertaining for the players, but the players are very limited. They're limited in in expressing themselves. They're limited in expressing themselves off the field, but most importantly, limited in expressing themselves on the field. I mean, it, there's so much red tape, so much censorship. Excuse me. So uh, if you're creating in the FCF league, another league, another football league, I mean, let's be honest, the most exciting football league outside of the NFL on American soil has been the XFL. That's the first just, that's iteration just, of the XFL. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, the first one. Why? Because they were talking trash. They were freaking – they were doing fights. all kinds of stuff. There were fights, real fights. Like the, the very first time, you know, they had the scramble for who was going to get the kickoff, and the very first one, the dude separated his shoulder. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like they, they do that. We they don't do like to see people get hurt. I want to put that out there. It. We don't like to see people get hurt. No, but that was entertaining. Yeah, um, let's just be honest. And yeah, I, we don't. I do find this entertaining. I know uh, Nick is watching from Knee Brace, Knee Brace Radio. Uh, go check them out over on twitch.tv slash knee brace radio and uh, check them out on Twitter, knee brace radio. They have a podcast on all Indeed podcast services. Go check them out. Nick, friend of the pod. Friend Nick, of the pod. What did you, um, what did you think of your first FCF? Did you like it? Did you mm. have a good time watching it with us? He hung out with us last week. It was a really good time. We had a lot of fun. Played some Rocket League afterwards. I was not expecting to be streaming for five hours. Next thing we look <laughs> at the clock, and it's wow. We've been not, we've been on here for a long time. My wife's gonna kill me. But it was fun. Right. Like that was the thing. Those two and a half hours went so fast. And uh, Dan the man just uh, he threw out there good old he he hate me. Everybody knows him. Rod Smart. He hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, last Saturday was fun. So we we, we, we had knee brace on. Um, Nick was on. And, and yeah, Nick, we're really interested to see, man. You know, what were your thoughts on that first go around of the FCF League? FCF League, yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, I like it. I'm a fan. I really like how. 20 minute halves it's different but you know we're talking we're talking college basketball here two 20 minute halves for yeah. the fcf league um so it's one of those where you can it's not gonna take up too much of your time you know if you're gonna sit down and watch an nfl game you, you got to commit to about three hours uh at least at least 
yeah, if there's no long those, time out. Those the last three and a half minutes of both halves mm-hmm. take centuries. Right. Like so NBA gotta, games. God, NBA games. Jesus. Don't get so me started. Gonna, I'm an old man. Mm-hmm. I got gray so in my really, beard. So you really got to commit. You really got to commit to those times, uh, th- those games, NFL games. But FCF, a plus, a perk, a positive of it is you're talking two 20-minute halves, and it goes by pretty quickly. So first week, they were still massaging out some bugs that they had, and we were, we were about an hour and a half for a game. Yeah. First week, and then they fixed them. And now round two, second week, we were done at, uh, it was what, about an hour and ten, I think it yeah, was? Yeah, I would say about each game was about an hour and ten. Um, the second game went faster than the first game. Mm-hmm. But there was some there was some more miscommunication there at the end of the first game too. That's true. So Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it it's, is it is nice to have a, a faster game, but I, I felt like in the first game, what was it? The Beast had two possessions and the Wild Aces only had one. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. So like that's really different. You might only get <laughs> one possession in a half, like I would like to see some more defensive plays, too. I'm really hoping we see that this week. I think we will. I think we'll see a little bit better defensive play this week. Mm-hmm. So I can't even I – don't, I don't even remember. I don't pay attention to the clock. Is it, is it – it's a continuous clock. Yeah, it's a continuous clock till there's one minute left. Then at one minute – the first week it was at two minutes. Then they dropped it down to one minute because the last two minutes took too long in the first week. Yeah. So after one minute, after every play, no matter what, the clock stops. Yeah, so that's why then, yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously why, yeah, you can maybe get one series on offense in the first half. That's crazy. That is crazy. So you got to make a count. Yeah, and if you keep holding them to like third or fourth down, because there's no special teams, so everybody goes for it on fourth down. Yeah. So if you hold them uh, till fourth down, like, and then they get it on fourth down, that takes so much clock if they – Every drive, if they do that, so, so yeah, that's kind of what what killed the zippers last week was uh, they kept scoring so fast and it let the Glacier Boys get back in it, and then obviously the fumble and they're going in to score to put it away doesn't help. That's returned for a touchdown, and you know it's a twelve point twelve point swing. So right, quick too, quick too. Yeah, it's a different. It's it's. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different, but it's. I like the differences. I can tell. I do. I agree. I can. I agree. I agree. I agree. I just leave it at that. I agree. So that's the FCF league, you guys. It's exciting. We got the wild beasts. We got the zappers. We got the glacier boys, and we have the wild aces. That's the four. That's the four teams right there. That's correct. And then the extra points are one on ones. Uh, oh yeah, they're tough on the defense. I don't think I don't think we've seen a single one where a defender actually knocked the ball away. I'm pretty sure it's just been bad throws that have caused caused I'm them not, a not fan to. Of it. I like it. It just not a, I don't know. They they need it. Almost needs. Um, like a person guarding the ball, you can't rush in, but like you can't let those easy, you wouldn't be able to let those easy passes go over the middle. That He's would right make it, yeah. 
that would make it a little bit better, I think. You just have someone like face guarding like they're taking a ball out of bounds in basketball. Right. If so. I was a DB next time, this this week, if I was a DB or the coach, I would tell the DB, sit heavy inside. Screw it. Give him all the room he and needs. Then, and then jump the out. Sit right. heavy inside and then jump the out. And as yeah. soon as he comes into you, you put your, put your hands on him. Knock him yeah. down. Yeah, because I, I'm not a fan of that. Because That's very hard. For one, it's already extremely hard for a DB to, to cover in man-to-man. That's already difficult. Now you're adding the – you're actually taking away the line. So – so here's the thing. Russell Wilson, this is going to be a perfect segue, too, into the NFL. Russell Wilson, and a lot of quarterbacks actually train this way, too. They throw the football. They do their drop back, do their regular drop back and stuff when they're training, and they throw the football over a soccer goal, and there's a there's a receiver on the other end. Why? Because you're training yourself to throw over defenders. You're training yourself to throw over the line, the D-line, over the linebackers, and just to drop it right there in front of the safeties or maybe a little behind the safeties, what have you. The one-on-one. In the FCF, 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 excuse me, the quarterback can throw the ball straight over the line of scrimmage about three and a half, four feet off the ground. <laughs> he could just like sidearm it if he wanted to. Like, and they got to fix that. They got to fix that. Um, They do. Indeed, they do. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us in week three. And uh, now fans can vote to challenge plays. So <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming nice. back. It has to after last week because there were two plays that should have not transpired the way they did. I don't care what you say. That was a fumble. That, or not a fumble. That was an incomplete pass. Not a fumble. Right. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know what the rules are in the FCF. Even the even NFL. if it's college, dude never had control of the ball. That's not a catch. Yeah, he was he was bobbling it the entire time. But we hope that you guys will join us Saturday night, seven p.m. Central Time. We're gonna be watching FCF Week Three. Seven p.m. I thought it was at six p.m. Central. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's 7 p.m. Or it's Central. 7. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's, you're 7. Right. it's 7. It's 7. I know it's 7. Okay. Right before my kids go to bed. So the first game is Wild Aces and the Zippers. And the second game is uh, the Glacier Kids and the Beasts. So we'll see We'll see who can come out on top there. Wait, so you guys got the – okay, yeah, you guys are playing an 0-2 team. So yeah, we're playing the Zippers. We're playing the best team, the Beasts. I well, don't know yeah, if they're the best, but they're the luckiest. So here's the thing. What's going to happen if we beat the Beasts? Are you going to say the Glacier Boys are better than the Wild Aces? Uh, we, already, we, already up, but, but, we already beat you. We already beat you. I don't have to say anything. That we, we beat a team that you guys lost to. So You what, beat what a team to? that has an asterisk that is 2-0. <laughs> if Still the Zoo we- didn't have an outbreak of Zebras, the Wild Aces win that game. That's all I'm saying. They, they win didn't. that game going away. But they didn't. So But they did not, Dan the man. It they came did down not. it came down to the very last play. And that's fun for any league. So That's true. I'll give it to you. I'll stop giving you crap about that. Uh, that was a very No, you need game. to give me crap about it. We need to go back and forth. We need to have fun with it. That's that's no, the no, fun. No, I, 
I did already enough, but at the end of the day, it was an exciting game. Uh, down to the last play of the game. Both of them and, did. Yes. Like the the second game, the Glacier Kids and the uh, Zippers <laughs> came down to a two point conversion. That was not. That was not just a a little flub over the middle. That was an out route. That was y'all a are, tough throw and a calling, tough catch, and they got it. I'm calling y'all the wild deuces or something. I'll figure out something. Go Some for trash. it. Go for yeah. it. Some that's the thing about that's the thing about every other team. You know, they have no imagination. They don't know how to trash talk. They just say a bunch of things and hope that it sticks. But listen, we originated hey, the trash talk. We started this. We're willing to go all the way. We'll see. We will see. We will see. But I brought up Russell Wilson. I did bring up Mr. Wilson and how he trains. I watch how he trains on IG and stuff. Uh, That man gets after it, as we all know. You mean Instagram? I, I said IG. I thought you said IGN. I thought you were talking about the video game website. (laughs) I said IG. Um, Now, with Russell Wilson, RJ, um, obviously everyone knows that Russell is not having the best of times in Seattle right now. Can you Um, explain to me why? Like, what's going on that he's not? I'm not. I don't. I haven't really heard anything other than he's talking about asking for a trade. But I saw today he hasn't asked for one. But he has a list of teams that he wants to go to, but he yeah. hasn't asked for a trade. I'm not understanding it. I'm really not because I I've heard that he's walked out on a few meetings as well. Um, um, he's heard from the horse's mouth because I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but he knows Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, right, Russell, you cost him a Heisman. We haven't forgotten. I'll never forget. It. I still have I still have nightmares about it. But <laughs> I'm not understanding, right? I'm not understanding what's happening because everybody's saying it right now and I 100% agree before I even talk about trading Russell Wilson, I'd fire Pete Carroll. <laughs> I'd fire Pete. everybody. I'd fire the owner. I'd, you know, pitchforks, torches, front office, the workers, whole works, the chef, team chef, masseuse. You're gone. We're cutting what, as much fun. Your pet can. dog will trade it out for whatever you want. So I'm not understanding what's happening because it seems like it just came out of nowhere, right? It's You would think that Russell has been in just – it's just been in, in complete bliss, it seems like. It's just been just – I think I think it started – towards the end of the season, there was a disagreement on the philosophy of the offense. Russell liked the – um, he liked the offense the first half of the season, basically, because the first eight games they were rolling on offense. They were. The last eight games they were struggling. Um, some of that has to do with injuries. Some of that has to do with philosophy. Yeah. They fired their offensive coordinator, and I don't think that Russell thought it was the offensive coordinator. I think he thinks it's Pete Carroll. And I think that that's where it started. But I don't know what's happened since to make it even more because I haven't even heard who they hired for offensive coordinator. But you got Russell no. Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. You're airing it out a little bit. Right. So yeah. whether you want to establish the run or not, I mean, look at how that's helped the Packers the last two years. Look at the Vikings. Look at you know uh, the 49ers yeah. last year when they were healthy. You look at the Chiefs 
Like everybody runs the ball quite a bit, quite mm-hmm. a, a lot more than you'd think, especially like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. You know, all the good teams they actually run yeah. the ball more. So, right. and that's such a good point, actually. Don't even think about. Yeah, because I the only reason that I know this is because after the Packers draft, and I was talking about them going to more twelve personnel. I was yeah. talking junk about them going twelve personnel, and then it turned out that the top. Four of the top five teams last year ran 12 personnel most of the time, or the year before, 2019, not 2020. So They ran 12 or 21? 12. Personnel. 12? Yeah, okay. two tight end. Two tight end, single back, which is what the Packers drafted for. They drafted a tight end and a big back. So Yeah. 12 personnel is – I'm not really the biggest fan of it. It depends on your tight ends, right? I mean – the Chiefs like ran 12 that. personnel a lot, actually. And it makes sense if you have a, a good blocking tight end and you have a good receiving tight end like the Chiefs have. So we, it we makes sense. You ran it a lot. Tennessee ran it the most. And that makes sense with Derrick Henry, Janu Smith, and uh, I'm blanking yeah. on the backup's name, but he was really good when he got an opportunity. So. It is effective if you have the right personnel. I mean, we had. Oh, it's John. Is, is Delaney Walker still there? Delaney Walker left last year, didn't he? Delaney Walker, I'm not sure where he's at, actually. I'll look it up. Chargers? No. But we ran a lot of 12 because uh, we had, again, you, you, need a, you, need, you need a catching tight end and you need a one that, you know, a tight end that's really good at blocking. We had Virgil Green. Who was our blocking tight end? And then we had Julius Thomas, of course, who was our receiving tight end. Who's Julius Thomas? <laughs> so we ran a lot of that. What happened uh, to him? Uh, living in Florida now. He's down in, he's living in uh, Tampa, Jacksonville. He's in the Jacksonville area, living down there. But what is going on? What is going on in Seattle? What is happening? It seemed like it came out of nowhere. Russell wants out. And the four teams that Russell stated that he would go to. So here's the thing. Before I even actually mention those four teams, Russell's contract, he has a no-trade clause in there. So he's completely steering the show if he wants to walk out and leave. He can just walk out and leave to another team. Because if I'm if I'm saying this correctly, which I'm sure I am, Seahawks do not have the option of unilaterally trading Russell, meaning they can't just wake up one day and say, we want to get rid of Russell, let's trade him for somebody and not get Russell's input on it. He has that in his clause, no trade no trade clause in there. So if he wants to leave, he can just leave to a I, team. I believe that's the same way with uh, Watson in Texas, or Houston. Nice. So Russell's agent, Mark Rogers, I believe, he's got a really good one. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a damn good thing to put into the to to the, your second contract. Um, maybe it's yeah second yeah yeah it's a so second. four teams we got Raiders we got Saints we got Bears and we have Cowboys. Those are the four teams that Russell stated that he would go to. But it's weird. I'll let you chat on that. Chime in on that, RJ. So we hear that he has not stated uh, that he wants a trade, but then we now have heard the four teams that he would go to. Does that make any sense? My guess is he's saying if 
you know, he's putting an ultimatum out there. This is his ultimatum. He hasn't asked for a trade yet. He hasn't asked for a trade yet. But he's got his teams picked out. And if you don't give me what I want on offense, I'm asking he's for leaving. a trade, and that's it. You're going to pick one of these teams, and they ain't going to give you a very good package because the Bears don't have any picks to give. The Bears no. are still giving their picks for Khalil Mack. So true. Um, if I had to pick the two teams, though, I would pick the Saints and the Bears is where he would land. Bears, they would have to do some. Drew Brees some hasn't weird. retired yet. What are the? How would the Saints? I think they. I think the Saints would pull a New England Patriots and Tom Brady conversation, a Colts, Peyton Manning conversation, where it's uh that's going to be a very awkward, if he does go to the Saints, that would be a very awkward conversation that they're going to have to have with Drew well, Brees. Well, I don't even know if Drew Brees is coming back. That's the thing. The way that the season ended, it seemed like Brees was done, done. Like, right? but I'll, he, he, was, he was packing yeah. up. So. Right. I, I can see him. Dan, the man, done. that's that's why he said he wanted to stay in Seattle, but those are the teams he'd go to. That's why I think right. he gave him an ultimatum. That sounds about right, an ultimatum when you think about it. So I had no clue that that he had issues with, but but obviously if you if you look at the entire picture it makes sense. First eight games they were balling, and then the last eight games they fell to like you you would think that they were the 29th, 28th ranked team in the NFL at that because time. They were, <laughs> jeez, and that that quick turnaround just does not happen. I mean that's clearly the again you have injuries, but but come on. You don't drop off like that. That's that. That's coaching personnel for sure. Something's going around. Something's going on in those coaching meetings that shouldn't be going on. Because um, you, you shouldn't have a team like that fall from. They were arguably the number one team in the NFL for the first like eight weeks, and then they fell to the bottom. How dare you? The bottom. I said arguably. I mean, you put them up there with the Packers. You put them up there with the Chiefs. And you put them up there with um, the Steelers early on. Um, uh, so the Steelers until Bud Dupree got hurt, <laughs> right? So Russell Wilson, where is he going to go? What do you What do you think he Where do you Where do you Where do you think he land? If he's not going he anywhere, he's staying in Seattle. I don't think he's going I, anywhere. It'd be so weird to see him in another uniform. This sudden, this sudden. So we have that, and then we obviously. What were the four teams again? Raiders. Uh, Saints, Bears, and Cowboys. The Cowboys were the one that I couldn't remember. So Dak will be coming back, of course, but... Yeah, they're going to have to tag him. Yeah. And because it's the second year, they said he's get, he gets like a 20% raise or something like that, so they'd be paying him a lot of money. True. Dak's getting some money. It's just a matter of how much. Right. Bringing us back to Patty Swags' uh, prediction from earlier in the year, if people don't remember that name. Patty Swags. Uh, Patty Swags. He he's he thought that Dak was going to leave the Cowboys and go to the Browns, and Baker was going to be done. I don't know how that looks. I don't know how that looks right now because good Baker gosh. ended up pretty good. But I think Dak would be an upgrade over Baker. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd love to Baker, see Dak Prescott Prescott not be in a Cowboys uniform. I would love to see it. Who would he really, really just flourish at? I think he would. The Saints, probably the Rams. You might be a sad in L.A. Well, the L.A. just traded a first round <laughs> pick for Matthew Stafford, so that's right. <laughs> they didn't do that, Jesus. You know, you know where he would flourish. You want to know where he would flourish? 
the San Francisco 49ers. See, I can't. I can't because Jimmy G, man, I'm telling you. Dude, they could cut him this year. Jimmy G's the truth. I think, okay, when I say truth, I'm not saying he's like a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I'm just saying, like, I think the money that they paid him, he deserves. Because when he first got there, he played very well. I think there were, I think he only played, they only had three games left or something like that. He balled out. And then the second year, he played very well. Played very well. He's playing good football. He played adequate. He got injured. And then Kittle got injured, I think, around the same time. So they were they were very beat up. Beat I would up. say last year he was their weakest link. He's the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl. He's the reason. <sighs> I I don't know. I I'm not sold on him. I don't think he's worth that money. And yeah. if he wants that money again, I don't think he ain't getting it. And he ain't going to be a 49er. And I think they're going to cut him. I'd pay. I, I he's worth more to me than Carson Wentz. Yeah. And then, then yeah. Wins his money or... Only because, only because he doesn't turn the ball over like Wentz does. Like Wentz, Wentz got has a little bit of Jameis Winston in him. Wentz will, mm-hmm. you know, he'll force he'll it. But like Jameis Winston, Wentz can carry a football team to the playoffs. I think Jameis Winston has that opportunity, has that ability. Um, I. I, it's going to be interesting to see. So Drew Brees is not retired yet. If he retires, Sean Payton said that Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback over Taysom Hill. He said that today. So Taysom's not a quarterback. He's a, he's just an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be that would be very interesting seeing Jameis with with a different offensive coordinator and someone who takes yeah. risks. So I'm not. I'm not I'm, on I think that Wentz I think uh, Wentz is better than what he showed. I do part of his problem is yeah. Part of Wentz's problem. So what Jameis, I think Jameis is perfectly fine. I think he's a perfectly fine quarterback as long as he can I, take care of the ball. I don't see it. I don't see what everybody else sees. See, yeah, he threw 30, 30 plus touchdowns, but he also threw 30 plus interceptions. But he he led comebacks too. Like it wasn't like he didn't lead comebacks like he he put up yeah. some big big numbers okay. he also did turn the ball over and part of that's ball security like how you're holding the football which he probably worked on all last year right. another one is instead of but trying to win yeah <laughs> i'm tom turned the ball over a little bit this year too and he had the same he did it's i don't know i just think that Sitting back and watching how Drew Brees does it, having that mentor that he's Jameis may have never had ever, that might do something for you compared to, I don't know. I think Carson Wentz has shown that he can carry a team, and I think that Carson Wentz has the opportunity now with a healthy cast around him because none of the wide receivers the past two years have been uh, healthy for the Eagles. I mean, he was thrown to Greg Ward, was his big weapon. And can you name who the other two were? Yeah, me either. And they're they were nope. down to like their third running back. Like uh Ertz was hurt. You had uh Dallas oh, Mark, Goddard was either. hurt. What's that? Or no or, or is he in he's in Dallas. No, wait. Where's Miles Sander at Sanders at? Uh, Miles Sanders uh, he, is Philadelphia. 
He was hurt. Yep. Yep. He, he was, was hurt, hurt for too. a lot of the year. Ooh. Yeah, they, that was a beat up team. Got dog. Yeah, and then there you had your starting left tackle get hurt. Like their entire offensive line was hurt. So Dan the man makes a good point with a great old line in Indy and JT running the football. That always helps. You never know. Michael Pittman's starting to come come through a little bit. Yeah. I'm not sold on Wentz in Indianapolis. I, I just don't. I'm, I don't think they're an instant Super Bowl contender, but I'm just saying he's got a chance to prove himself, and he might be worth the money. Whereas I don't think Jimmy G is worth the money. He's got a lot of talent in San Francisco. He does. And there were, does. they were in some really good games. I thought C.J. Beathard was the best quarterback there. So... I'm I'm wrong because CJ Beathard was benched, but it's hard to disagree with you on that. Um, I like Jimmy G. Uh, I guess I, I, you know, when I was on the P squad and in the Patriots, I was always with him, always chatting with him, always going over plays with him. So I'm a little biased, of course. Um, he's a great dude. But well, that's probably because you locked eyes with him and his gorgeous, good looks, like hypnotized you to make you think he was better than what he was i always get superman's name wrong clark kent or kent clark clark kent you know what i'm saying like they can it it seems like it'd be interchanging though i mean i'm just gonna call him kal-el though but there you go kal-el but okay so you think russell's staying in seattle um I, yeah, this quarterback's musical chairs is not over. It's going to be really interesting the rest of the off season because Deshaun Watson yeah. met with the coach for the first time, and Watson said, "I am done. Mm. I'm not playing for Houston. I will sit out." So career's going to waste. <laughs> I still think Miami's a possibility there. I can see that. That that team they have enough picks and they could trade Tua, which would be very Tua. What is Tua? It would be very that that's attractive. Mm. That's a very attractive trade offer. You two first round picks and Tua. Who turns that down? No. It's hard to say no to that. Two first rounds. Yeah. Oof. It's hard. That's hard. That's hard. That's you hard trade to... a first this year and you trade a first in two years. Right, not not Ooh. next year, but two years. That'd be hard. You could really build the defense with that. Not just, really I mean, you... See, I'm I'm thinking defense. If, right. if I had two first round picks in two consecutive years of the draft, I'm going defense. I'm getting me some. I'm getting me a, a Von Miller or or a Chubb or. A... You ain't getting that if you ain't top ten though. And if the if the right. Dolphins get Sean Watson, they ain't gonna be top ten. <laughs> I can actually see him going. Uh, I can actually see him going to Miami. But okay, okay. So Russell, if he left Seattle, my picks are Bears, Saints. If he left Seattle, where do you see? If you had to guess, <clears throat> or maybe he's just throwing those four out there. But it's really another team that's not even in, in the four. <laughs> I would. I think Dallas would go all out for him. Yeah, I think Dallas would pull out all the stops. Like, who do you want on our team? Not a single person. You want Zeke Elliott? He's not untouchable. You can have him. Right. I think that. I think Jerry Jones is at the point where he's desperate to win. I'd do something. 
So he's willing. Got- he, he would be willing to back up the Brinks truck and give all the number one picks that he has for the rest of his life for Russell Wilson. For as long as I'm alive, you can have a first round pick. Just give us Russell Wilson. Russell's one of those players, man, that the way he plays football, obviously, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he never experiences a, a significant injury, really any injury, but a significant one. He's one of those players where just about how he plays that position, that you can play 20 years for sure. Just just by how mobile he is, just, just the way he plays. I yeah. can see him playing 20 years. No doubt. But, okay. All right, let's get to the boring one. JJ Watt. He narrowed it down to three teams, but I don't. I don't believe those are the only three. So, JJ. Yeah, he said the Titans, Packers, and uh, gosh darn it, Buffalo. I'm a Titans, Buffalo, and Packers. We all know I'm a Badger fan, but I'll. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say this, and I'll be honest. I think whatever team that's gonna take JJ is gonna pay too much. I agree. I kind of hope it's not the Packers for that very reason. That's too. He, but he's, if he's willing he to take a money. discount, if he takes a discount right. and it's like six million signing bonus and two million this year, that's cheap as heck. Like he ain't it's playing for that, cheap. right? Dan so, the man said Russ would make the Cowboys contenders again. That's for sure. Absolutely, Dan. Absolutely. Yeah, I would, I would, I would really hate to see him in a cowboy uniform, but I just that's that's what I kind of see. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think JJ signing for twelve to thirteen, fourteen million. I think it's only going to be a one year deal. How much money he had? And again, I'm not going to be biased because he's played for the Badgers. I'm just not. Let uh, we just got to. We just got to be real here. He has not finished. Last season was the first time he's finished a season, I think, in three years. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I think it's too much money. But I th- I just, I have a feeling he's going to be 12 to 14 million is what it's going to be. That's ridiculous. And, and hey, more power to him, though. Now, more power to him. Get Get that money, that's for sure. But any team that's going to be willing to pay that is too much money. I mean, he's a, he's a, He's not as dominant, in my opinion, as he mm-hmm. used to be. He's not. He's not. I mean, you you, you can't be after you, you two back surgeries, um, and you know he has his elbow or arm injury, whatever it is. I mean, he he's he's getting he's getting up there in age. His back. His back. Two back surgeries. I mean, I I I would not be playing anymore. Um. But that's my opinion on that. Whatever team that's going to take him, they're going to pay too much money. Um, because if you, he just, he's not, he's no longer durable. He's not, he's not. And I yep. don't, I'm not saying that in a negative light. I wasn't durable. I tore my groin twice. But it's, uh, he can't come out and ask for 15, 16 mil, which I hope he does. And, and if the team pays him, good for him. But, if he if yeah, I would assume if he came to the Packers, he would ask for a home a hometown discount, a hometown discount. That's that's the Packers have to like shed twenty million in salary to get under the cap right now. That's why oh, it's geez. like that's why I said they'll give him a high signing bonus. It won't be a very high number for uh, a salary. I could see it all being guaranteed though. Yeah, I could see. I could honestly see him giving him let's say. 
six, seven million dollar signing bonus and then like six million guaranteed or something like that. And maybe he would sign with that, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But that's right. if the Packers get him, it's gonna be something like that. Like my dream contract would be six million signing bonus, like two million guaranteed. Right. On a prove it deal. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is if if I Dan the man the says if he signs with the Packers he'd be number one in jersey sales. Yep. You're right. And, and that's what I was about to say is if I'm JJ and if the Packers are coming after me heavy, I want all the money. That's just the reason why. If he plays for your guy, if he, if he yeah. hasn't. You're saying from the jersey sales? Just from everything. He's going to sell out. Well, you guys already sell Sponsorships. out. Sponsorships. But he's going to, yeah, I mean, come on. He's, he's not Aaron Rodgers. True, but he's going to be in that sell right with him. He's going to be in that commercial right with him. I bet you they're going to boot Drake mm, from that mm, State Farm commercial mm. and slide in JJ. <laughs> or Mahomes will probably get out. Who knows? But Mahomes ain't getting out. Right. Aaron's getting out before Mahomes gets out. You don't let him go. True. But long story short, on, on my end, my opinion about it is I want for him to go and get as much money as he can because I advocate for the players. But if I'm a team, I'm not going to pay him that much money. I think I think he's going to Buffalo. I th- I said that. That was the first team I said. I think that's where he's going. So Ooh, either way, suck. either way, I don't think he's got as much. The weather uh, would suck. I don't from- think he's going to make as much of a difference as people are making out to be. I don't so, think so either. I think on a, on a future podcast, we need to talk about what, whether we think he's Hall of Fame worthy or not. It's an interesting conversation when you look at his numbers. So. He's got good numbers. So uh let's let's I get to the yes. let's get to the major league baseball talk because we haven't talked yeah. it in a couple of weeks. I've been itching. I've been itching. <laughs> Listen, I got on Twitter, I heard the snap of that catcher's mitt from the ball thrown from the pitcher's hand. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've immediately taken back. And then you know what happened? Two days later, you wanna know what happened two days later? All the snow what? started melting because the weather turned and it got nice. Because it's springtime, and spring means mud, and mud <laughs> means baseball, and it's baseball season, baby. Let's listen to the crack of those wood bats. Let's watch these players get these contracts that are ridiculous, and I don't understand them, but good for I mean, them. Good for them. Over a span of 10 years. Some of them. I mean, so Fernando Tatis, anybody who doesn't know, very exciting baseball player, shortstop. Um, for the San Diego Padres, he got 14 years, $340 million, all guaranteed 14, 14 wow. years. Uh, dude, years dude's like 21, 22 years old. So Wait, how did he sign a contract like that? That young is baseball, but he, I, 21 they're years. Keeping him, they're keeping him locked up. He, I'm pretty right? sure he came up at 1920. So he skipped triple A. He came right up from double A. Not imagine that. Gosh. So Well, I mean, it's all guaranteed, so he's set forever at twenty one. Yeah. He's paying for for all his family's needs. (laughs) Um, Trevor Bauer, I don't know if you know that name. He signed for Three years, a hundred million dollars. Whoa! I can look We're it up. So thirty million this, dollars a year. 
It might have been three. Oh, maybe it was four years, hundred hundred million. Either way, this is a Jared Goff contract. That's exactly who this is, Jared Goff. <laughs> I. This is going to come back to bite them in the butt. <laughs> it was to the LA Dodgers. If anybody, if anybody can, you know, take that. The Dodgers make a lot. They make the sec, probably the second most money next to the Yankees. Um, they have a very, very good uh, pitching staff. He's going to throw a lot of innings, but he, this dude, three-year, $102 million contract with the Dodgers. He... That's nice. That's he nice had a very he he was a Cy Young winner last year, which means he was the best pitcher in the National League, or voted as the best pitcher. I don't know. I he he's had very good years before, but he's blown up a lot, and I think he's going to blow up again. I think I just um, I don't trust it. I don't trust. I don't trust those. I could not believe it when I saw what he got. Like, oof, oof. It's yeah. That's I don't know. I don't know about it. I mean, the Jared Goff contract didn't work out for the Rams, right? The only right. thing is, you can, you can eat a contract in Major League Baseball. Um, it, it's probably only two years because he's probably going to opt out after the second year, unless he pitches poorly. And there's been a lot of pitching contracts that have uh, not worked out. So. Dan, the man you. says that uh, less than five years, you're going to have a billion-dollar baseball contract. The thing is, baseball keeps making money. They All the baseball teams keep making money. It's that baseball is suffering from a marketing problem, and it starts right. at the top. I love the sport. I love it because I grew up on it. I grew up playing it. I like you know the brewers have been good they've been very creative i just there's all these young players you have fernando tatis you had it you did it a little bit you had a chance to do more with bryce harper mike trout you've who could be the best baseball player ever you've had a chance to really market him and you haven't done it and they keep saying that they need the baseball players to market themselves that's a cop out answer that's such a cop out answer that's a terrible um terrible response I, you know, I think Bob Manfred's just awful for the sport. I think he's done everything he can to kill it, and mm. uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm excited because you know Arenado goes to the Cardinals. Um, I, I saw the. <laughs> I saw the. Uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. Probably, by the the, way. You're a Cardinals fan in name only. Um, fan. <laughs> but I've been. Watching I saw the, the probabilities. I'm, to win the Central and the NL Central. The yeah. Cardinals were number one at like 51%, and then the Brewers were right behind at 48%. And I was like, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because the Brewers have a signing coming. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be someone, and it's going to be – I'm going to – my eyes are going to get wide. Like, I can't believe they just pulled that deal off. Because they always have one. They always have one. I've been watching Nolan. Nolan is uh, Nolan is exactly what the Cardinals needed. You needed that player because we we us Cardinals fans we we we. What kind of know, player is that? 
Um, no, sorry, I was I was gonna mention. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Catcher, um, Yadier. Yaddy. Sorry, Yadier. We all just hang our hats on you know our hat on Yadier um, as our like big time player. Uh, Nolan is exactly what we needed. We needed somebody like that. Um, you can't so call Goldschmidt. Are, so to those who are just tuning in, um, when I was out in Denver playing for the Broncos, I, I'm familiar with Nolan. Because um, so I used to go to the Coors Field and watch. Um, and I'm like, you know, who's this number 28? Just cranking them home runs left and right. Uh, obviously, forget out who Nolan was. Long story short, I'm very, very happy that we snatched him from the Rockies. Um, he's going to he's gonna be that player that we need. We need, we need that David Freeze-type player back. Um, now you're just Nolan. saying words you don't even know. Freeze when Freeze was with the Cardinals, <laughs> he had one good postseason and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. The, that home run he hit, it was awesome. It. it was awesome. But I'm just saying he yeah. wasn't a great player. I loved it. <laughs> he was a role player. Like 2011 when he cranked that. I think it was 2011 season. Yeah, oh. cranked that. But that's what we need. That's what we, I love. It. Is, I love Freeze. it. Freeze was a good player for his role player, but he did his job. He was he was he's fine. He showed up in the big games and made some great plays. A great play. <laughs> Nolan can- we needed that David Freeze player, so we got Nolan Arenado. <laughs> what? What? It's just funny. It's funny. It's cute. Why? No, it, no. I said no. it. I said it like that on purpose. Uh- <laughs> Um, no. because you're starting, um, you know, you're, you're starting to get into baseball and like, you're, it's a very, what happens in the playoffs isn't necessarily what carries people there. So like, there's always these players that have really great postseasons. Um, last year was a Rosarena for the Rays that was just electric and on fire. And he might be, he, that might've put him into stardom because he looked good in the regular season. Um, but David freeze and Jeff Supon are like the two players that I could think of off the top of my head. They both happen to be Cardinals. They had these runs in the postseason and then never lived up to the hype after that. They were fine, but like the Brewers, Gave soup on a big contract and he never lived up to it and he screwed their books over for like <laughs> five, six years. And then David Freeze goes to the Pirates when the Pirates were about to contend and screws those books over and he never lives up to the hype either. And what if it, but what if it's the system though? What if it's the it's the system? I mean, we talk about Russell and they screw up the last eight games of his season, this past season, the system. So I guess my question is, do you think that Nolan's not going to ball out in the playoffs. I mean, he may not. I mean, look at look at the Cubs. Chris Chris Bryant and um, has he even been? I think the Rockies went once, twice. Twice. He's been to the playoffs. He got they got swept. I don't think they scored a run against the Brewers. Um, I think no. Nolan's a really good player. Nolan's probably a Hall of Fame player. That's why I was laughing comparing that to <laughs> David Freeze because Nolan is so much. Honestly, this is exactly like the trade that they made for Paul Goldschmidt. And a lot of people forget about Paul Goldschmidt because he hasn't put up the numbers like he did earlier in his career in Arizona. 
the Cardinals always end up getting a trade like this and trading like Matt Holiday. They traded with the Rockies and Holiday was awesome. You know, there's um, I can't even think off the top of my head, but it just so, seems like the Cardinals always have these players that are going to be Hall of Famers or they trade for players who are going to be Hall of okay. Famers. Okay, so bad, bad comparison, but the way that I'm looking at it is the Cardinals are always a good team. We don't have to struggle to make no. it to the playoffs. Yes, you do. Like like, like the Brewers. <laughs> so Okay. I'm looking forward to when I start watching baseball, which is the playoffs, <laughs> for Nolan to show up like Freeze showed up. You know, I, you know, okay. I got okay. to correct, got to correct it. Got to, got to, got to. Hopefully, he it. shows up like Freeze shows up. It's probably going to be a young player because there's always some young player who's not even a prospect that comes up and balls out for the Cardinals and like helps them get to the get to the playoffs. And it's like, oh my goodness, I don't even get it. I don't get it. But can't watch baseball at the beginning. I like Jack, Jack Flaherty, like Jack Flaherty, like where did he come from? He wasn't a prospect, and all of a sudden he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. It's like, what? But I like um, those stories. Dan the Man is asking me about the Colt Wong signing for the Brewers, and I love it. I love it. I Hira was not – he was not defensively holding up his end of the bargain at second base. They're going to move him to first base. It's opened up some possibilities in the lineup. They got a player with a really good on-base percentage. I think he can be a 280 hitter, and I think he's got 20 home runs, which is a really solid player, and that's exactly what they need. But more importantly, he's going to be a 380 on-base guy, which is even more what they needed. Last year they were – I'm pretty sure they were worse. They were 29th or 30th in on-base percentage, which is just awful, awful. So we'll I see, think, we'll see think- what they can do. I think those batting averages are awful. You already know my opinion on that. 280, that's that's awful to me. It's awful. 280, not, 280 awful. 10 years ago wasn't good either. But the way that expect- baseball baseball's changed in the past few years. And I don't like the change, but it's changed and you got to roll with the punches. Sorry, if you're a professional, I expect you to hit that ball or get somebody on base 5 out of 10 times, 50%, 500 batting average that's what i want you're talking on base percentage because you said get on base but um, yeah see that's a problem baseball there are too many stats god dog i don't even know (laughs) i don't even know what um i don't even know what half stats mean like i see a bunch of stuff i'm like yeah that sounds really good you're making a really good point like that is that nine that nine woba is way better or not woba uh OPS is which I know what that is, but I'm just throwing you stuff out there. Said any, you could yeah. have said anything. Not a your your OPS plus is you know so much higher than everybody else's. I can't believe it. Oh wait, that's not bad. But yeah, you know they got um they got Wong for a pretty good price too, which helps a lot. So and Lorenzo Kane comes back, that helps. And uh, yeah, Dan the man just made that point. Was Kane's coming back uh, Kane. and he'll help? So yeah, Lorenzo Kane is he's really good. I really hope that Orlando Arcia, the shortstop, can finally take that step. I just, I really hope he could take that step because Orlando Arcia is so good at short. You have to play him. The thing is, he just hasn't been able to uh, hit, hit like you'd want. So, Mm. you guys got some players. 
Oh yeah, we're we're gonna be contending. There's a reason that with basically no pitching staff, they're at forty eight percent to win the central, and it's because they might be able to piece it together. Their pitching staff wasn't why they they didn't make the playoffs last year. Why they had a really bad year last year. It was their offense, and their offense is normally pretty good. Starting with Christian Yelich, he's got to bounce back. So I'm saying he just he Yelich. has to. His, his his pockets are too heavy. That could be. <laughs> his wall, that could his be. wallet is too heavy. He he's 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 about to Chris Johnson it. Yeah. He's about to Chris Johnson it. <laughs> Chris Johnson balling out two thousand yard season. Then he'll come back, and I don't think he ran for another first down when he got that contract. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's yellowish for you, Nam. CJ2K. That's a good name to throw out there, by the way. CJ2K. That, that brings us back, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. We're oh, old. Gosh, you we're old. Fine. Then you got AP who comes off a torn ACL in some HGH and then runs for 2,000 yards. Just give me that shot, coach. Give me that <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's like, hold on, son. You're sprinting already. You just tore your ACL six weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah, but that yeah, cat baseball. that cat's a different. He's not human. He's not. He's he's just know. different. It, so he is. is there? Gonna be it is going to be exciting. I'm very excited for it to be here. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, man. We covered a lot. I yeah. just realized what time it is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so good. yeah, I mean, baseball is going to be fun to watch. We got a lot of action happening on the football side. Um, you know, the draft is going to be coming up here shortly NCAA tournaments coming up here very quick. Wait, real quick. What are they doing with the combine? The NFL combine? Uh, it's just pro days this year. I think I'm pretty sure. Dang. So, well, let's, uh, (laughs) let's try to be better to each other. Let's enjoy some FCF on Saturday. Join us. 7 p.m. Central Time. Watch the Wild Aces take down the Zippers. Zappers. Join us for the game after. We'll watch the Beast beat those uh, those icy boys, those icy kids. Ice in our veins, Dan the Man. Whatever they are. Ice in our veins. Whatever, whatever they are, the ferrets. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. So everybody have a good week. Oh, one programming note. I work on Sunday morning. So we're going to be pushing our stream on Sunday back to the afternoon. Uh, we'll let you know the exact time when it gets a little bit closer. But, uh, yeah, we hope you tune in for that one because we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun on that one. I'm really excited to show some stuff off. So, uh, yeah, join, join us on, for that one as well. It'll be Sunday Sunday between 1 and 3. We'll be on. I have yet to see these effects, by the way. So I'm Just letting the just- cat out of the bag. Just as much in the dark. Oh well, I mean, I I haven't, so I don't even know what yeah. what it is. Just it's in gonna the dark, be fun. It's gonna be else. fun. Here, we're we're pretty soon gonna be moving from amateur to professional. So, everybody, you have a good good weekend. We'll we'll catch up on Sunday. And uh, thanks for tuning in. FCF FCF week three. Here we go. Before we take off, thank you A10 Bloodluster Commander Root Dan the Man J Henry eight eight one. And Nick from Knee Brace Radio, Silly Gnome 225. Go check out Knee Brace Radio. Everybody, you have a good night. Thank you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.